0: This is Gail
1: Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this is Permanent Filter. Hello, this is Kara Amy Maxfield.
0: And this is Gail Cook.
1: And on Permanent Filter, we're talking about the second part of the dish on delicious dishes. So, in that podcast, I told you a little bit uh, about my tips and tricks. For clever and frugal cooking, some of my favorite uh, items for cooking, some of my favorite dishes. And this week, it is the lovely Gail's turn to enlighten us with her culinary choices.
0: Yay. <laughs> I am not as good of a cook as, as Carrie Me is. She's amazing. I
1: beg to differ. I beg to differ. I think, Gail, you're a very inventive creative and um uh good logistical cook
0: stop carrying me just stop
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can't i'm a huge fan no you're Uh, very you're she
0: she, she makes awesome vegetarian dishes and any dish she chooses to have to do so
1: well thank you so much Mutual admiration, food society.
0: Woo, that's us.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to start my choices for my top five dishes with... Please do. Sauce. Yeah, I'm going to do it like uh, one of my big staples is spaghetti sauce. I, uh, oh? got, yeah, I got a recipe, recipe from somewhere. Don't ask me where right now, but, um, and I made my own little uh, tweaks on it. Mm-hmm. um It uh
1: tell it's us about of, the
0: tweaks well i mean it asked for a lot of sugar and i i'm not big on the sugar i mean you have to have some sugar to um sure. offset the acidity of the tomatoes
1: that's a good point
0: but you but i mean not as much as they had like they had a ridiculous amount like canned can something
1: it's ridiculous if people realize like it's like eating a chocolate bar yeah. with the amount of sugar that you're getting in most canned uh, spaghetti tomato sauces.
0: And I pretty much just um, eyeball the sugar because, you know, you put some in, you taste it. And then just adjust. dust. But it's now nowhere near the three quart. Well, I mean, I'd say it's closer to half a cup but I mean, nowhere near three quarters. And I also don't put as much water cause they were asking for like seven cups of water and then it's supposed to um, reduce, but that's a lot of time. So I just put it back down to four, four and a half and it seemed to be fine. So, you know, so there's always something like a lot of the times you can tweak the recipes
1: Mm -hmm. that's what i do with
0: my spaghetti sauce i also um make the meatballs separate because i don't always want meatballs so Mm. i i pick bake them separate and then i have a choice of how many and you know so Uh, sure i also uh make another spaghetti sauce in smaller quantities because i like to make the 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 sauce in large quantities so i can just Freeze it and then thaw it and use it.
1: But uh, my other. That's a good frugal. That's a good frugal tip as well.
0: And time saver for later. And
1: time saver. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Same with the meatballs. Like you just make like a ton of meatballs and then you freeze Mm. them in a big plastic freezer bag. What do you like to
1: make your. Sorry, Gail. What do you like to make your meatballs with?
0: Well, Uh, I usually make um, them just with hamburger and um, breadcrumbs, but I started using the panko breadcrumbs.
1: Oh, yes. They've got a nice kind of edge on them. I made, I actually made my uh, vegan burgers today with panko.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, various spices. Just, just, I just, and I don't really, um, you know, measure it. It's just to... What I think will taste good, and usually it tastes really good. I like to put cheese in some of mm.
1: times too. Oh, okay. It's like co- incorporate cheese into it.
0: Yeah. Just chop mm-hmm. the cheese and throw it in there. Sounds good. You know, just depending on how I feel that day.
1: Sure. Cheese in instead of cheese on.
0: Yeah. Oh, and like more <laughs> cheese on the spaghetti after I... <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh yes yes i mean there's no reason you can't do both
0: yeah so ah. you know that's it and uh i make another spaghetti sauce that's uh um i make it with the roasted peppers you've had that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was divine it,
0: though? that was
1: divine is that the one where you made uh where you used almond butter Homemade yeah. almond butter yeah. in the sauce. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing, Gail.
0: Yeah, that was. I, yeah. I really like that one. So, it was just kind of. Um, it was from a magazine. I think I sent that to you, didn't I?
1: I think it was Chatelaine or something, wasn't it?
0: I, I think so. I'll put. It was I a Canadian
1: I, was, magazine.
0: I think I. I if I can find a link to it, I'll put it in the description. Mm-hmm. So, please Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed that one. So,
1: didn't didn't you substitute? Didn't you substitute something else as well too? Oh yeah, that there were peppers, yeah, that you didn't have on hand or were expensive at the time.
0: A little a little b, like because apparently mm. fire roasted um, peppers are very expensive. So I mm-hmm. actually accidentally substituted it with because I thought the can was fire roasted peppers, but it was actually fire roasted tomatoes, and oh okay, it was cheaper
1: yeah
0: but it was also good as well so another happy specialty. accident with that yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was uh it was really tasty and you know i that one has um like the little um pickled pork pork uh, not pork yeah, but pickled um peppers you know the the yellow pickled yellow peppers <laughs> in it so it has a nice tang to it I like it So yeah. So that's my first book to recipe. Um, my I have a specific recipe I like to use for fall. And that's pig and a pumpkin. That's with Chef John.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. that one. Was,
1: you know, Gail, that was just even not only you're making of that recipe, but you're mentioning that recipe, which is a Chef John recipe, correct? Mm -hmm, Yeah, Um, when we first met, and I'm like, I want to be friends with this woman who not only likes to cook, but is also an inventive cook and loves like fun stuff and a a great presentation. Yeah. So that's a memorable dish.
0: I I really enjoy that one. And that one's only for fall, because that's when the pumpkins come out. The best uh, pumpkins you can use for the pie pumpkins. But I can never find those regularly. So I just use... Do they normal- even really exist
1: or are they just a myth?
0: No, they, they actually exist.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's a thing. I it wanted is a thing, grow- okay. I wanted to grow one, but I mean, my um, growing area situation is not ideal.
1: So- oh, Okay. Yeah. In terms of the climate here and in terms of like Western Canadian climate or just in terms of your growing space?
0: Well, my growing space, like all I have is that porch, which doesn't, mm, okay. like, it's as big as a small table, you know, the size of a small yeah. and then, um, Basically, that gets no light, so nothing grows. Mm. Very little
1: And grows. from what people have stolen things, not necessarily food products, but...
0: Don't even talk to me about the stealing. Too of- soon?
1: Yeah.
0: Too soon. It'll always well, be
1: too soon. That's- no? <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I brought that up. Sorry, I derailed things. But just I, I, that you make a good point in terms of that not everyone has the, it's nice to be able to to grow the food products that you're using yourself, but that's not always possible.
0: Well, it kind of breaks my heart because I would love to grow things, <laughs> so, but yeah. right now it's not possible or, you know, I mean, the best crop I've ever gone is, got is one pepper and uh, one tomato in a season. Uh, uh,
1: but were they large? Were no. either <laughs> of it like, were they colossal? It okay. It <laughs> wasn't one of those competition sized, you know, um, peppers talking, or tomatoes okay we're
0: talking mini marshmallow competition I, I oh, okay oh,
1: okay well my first attempt at growing this year was with the tomato plant and they were indeed mini marshmallow style tomatoes like,
0: oh geez. there you go
1: but they <laughs> might be small but there's no reason that you can't take pride in them
0: well is it was just disappointing you know yeah but what can you do not much.
1: What can you do? That's nature. Can't control nature.
0: Exactly. But anyways, oh. I thought that funny uh, pig in a pumpkin.
1: story.
0: <laughs> mm. ever make pig and a pumpkin? Make it mm. in the uh, vessel that you are cooking. <laughs> like make sure <laughs> that vessel can go on a uh, on a table or something. Because yeah, uh, I made that that uh, recipe for my future mother in law and. <laughs> Had it all done, put it, you mm-hmm. know, you got it out and it looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I tried to transfer it and I just completely fell. <laughs> so <laughs> she didn't get pig and a pumpkin, but the pig was kind of, well, the pumpkin was kind of <laughs> a mess. Okay. It was just <laughs> uh,
1: misshapen. Could one say a bit of misshapen?
0: It was like. Not quite
1: the presentation you were hoping for.
0: No, it was just kind of like as if you had smashed it against the wall so mm. it still tastes good though. <laughs> still yeah good, fortunately
1: so. there was that fortunately even if the presentation so so kind of uh food for thought is that even if the presentation isn't what you hoped it would be the execution of the dish itself can still be delicious
0: yeah yeah so that's pretty it was pretty cool but cool. it was, it, it, it was, it's good. It's just a delicious recipe and I encourage everybody to try it. But if you're going to try that, use a sweet mm-hmm. um, apple cider, alcoholic apple cider. Oh, okay. Okay. It really makes a difference. like the different types. Like if it's dry, I don't like it when it has dry apple cider mm. in it or cider. Well,
1: what does the original recipe suggest to use? Um, or do they not specify? They
0: don't specify. It's just whatever okay. you prefer, right? So, I mean, if you like to so try by all means. but
1: That's an important, see, that's what I also look to you for, is the fact that you'll often give like a really solid and helpful point about a specific type of ingredient within the dish to use.
0: Yeah, well. And I
1: appreciate that about you. And that's where the real cooking finesse comes in.
0: Well, here's the thing about cooking. Like, I like to try the uh, recipe with the original uh, recipe first and then mm-hmm. make modifications if I can, or not sure. if I can, but if I have to, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of yeah. the times I don't have an ingredient, like, say, I don't have a pine nut, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, what do I have in my little pantry? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That might exactly.
1: Or, or, um, what will give the same taste, sort of taste profile and or uh, texture.
0: Yeah. The good thing about the pig and the pumpkin, though, is like, as far as seasoning goes, you can season it pretty much however you like. Like, with that whatever you buy, if you've got sage, put some sage in there. If you got, you know, basil, mm. put some basil, oregano. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of, like fussy. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I like that recipe. It's not fussy. Yes. So, yes.
1: and it's easy so it's uh it sounds uh actually it's interesting that you say that because when you first told me about it when I first met you mm-hmm. I I was kind of I thought that was very daunting I oh, admired yeah? you for such a challenging recipe and well, and then I liked you and admired you even more because you did <laughs> give the tip they told that there was a cautionary tale here about warning please you know, do not, if you're planning on moving it, do not keep it in, you know, you need to have like a sturdy vessel. Yeah. Well,
0: it's more like, like we bought a a specific um, thing to cook it in like a little, I want to say roasting pie, but it doesn't have, this one doesn't have a top to it and it's just very shallow. Uh So I can put the, the pumpkin in there. And whatever juices are going to flow out, they flow out. And it's awesome. Like, you can okay. Use for like, as like a kind of a sauce for whatever, like for your
1: Oh, oh, the, oh, the, the juices can actually be kind of reincorporated into the dish.
0: Yeah. So you can put oh, it on top okay. of your vegetables or whatever, because it tastes really good generally. Um, okay. But I, I bought that little shallow roasting pan thingy specifically for that recipe because then I can take it out of the oven and then just put it on the table. Obviously,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. So yeah. So yeah, it's just a really great recipe. Um another recipe I like is like making is lemon or lime curd.
1: Oh that? now that's yeah, you made me the lime curd. For the first meal that you ever made me, mm-hmm. it was amazing. I really so where did you? Where did you find the recipe? Did you concoct the recipe yourself, or did you derive it from somewhere? No, I just or found it you? online. Oh, okay,
0: so I do a lot of my rest like things. I find a recipe I want to try,
1: and then just go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Throw caution to the wind. That's it, and you do like your bold taste, as do I.
0: Yeah, I really like it, like lemon curd. Hence the lime. Mm
1: -hmm. It really is
0: orange curd. I didn't
1: like. Now, I try. So you made the orange curd when I was over for a meal, and I actually thought that it was. I I wasn't disappointed in the orange curd, which is not a rave. It's not like, oh, that sounds like a rave review. But in terms of, unfortunately, you set the bar very high with the lime curd. But the problem wasn't that the the orange curd wasn't good. It's just that the taste isn't as um, definitive as the lime curd. But I didn't think it was in any way a failure.
0: I don't know. I thought it was a little bit of a failure because... In the recipe, you're supposed to use like um, liquid honey, and I didn't. The honey I had was like the remnants of the honey that I bought in a big thing from a farm, a bee farm. Okay. So was it in the shape of a bear? No, no, it, was just, it wasn't. It's just one of the in bear a big honey. white pail, and it's the last remnants, and they are crystallizing. And I didn't have anything else, okay. so I just uh, used that. And I okay. did like the texture. Just, oh, okay texture so yeah the texture is
1: important in a curd
0: yeah oh it is
1: yeah yeah
0: i say
1: that it's not even so much about presentation but there are certain dishes where because there are very few ingredients Mm -hmm. they're really everything's front and center yeah so there's nowhere to kind of hide or look away yeah (laughs) don't look at me (laughs) don't look at me I'm, i'm Bad, I'm melting. So tell tell us about more about the lime curd. What goes into? Wh- wh- how would you describe the lime curd to somebody who's never experienced curd?
0: Honestly, it's just like a a snap of brightness. Like oh. it's just so citrusy, limey. If you like lime, you love lime mm-hmm. curd. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the colors. Like a little bit of a pale greeny, kind of. Thing. Mm-hmm. It's so good, mm-hmm. it's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like a ray of sunshine.
1: Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, did, so? What goes into the lime curd? Lime? I'm assuming. Did, now? Do you use fresh limes? Do you suggest fresh limes, or can you use a bottled lime?
0: I I Juice. wouldn't use. I wouldn't use the bottle.
1: Fresh is always okay. Bad. You're using fresh. That is true. That is true. Although some things are a good sub. I make a, a lemon curd and this is from a recipe from Beth Monsell, who runs the splendid site, a budget bites with a Y, B-Y-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. And her suggestion for the lemon curd was that she's, she's, when she was developing the recipe, she's made it like both ways. And she finds that there's no advantage to the fresh lemon. And she's very much of a, if you could get it fresh, get it fresh. But um, but that might be different for the lime then. Do you use the zest for the lime?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: It. Then you absolutely need to have the fresh limes.
0: Well, here's the thing though. For me, mm-hmm. I mean, the t- the difference between the bottle lime, which is great in a pinch, I'm not knocking mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. and the, the actual lime is, mm-hmm. I, I just... I think there's a world of difference between the taste. Mm. The same as bottled lemon versus lemon, real mm. lemon. Well, not mm-hmm. real lemon, but fresh lemon. There's
1: yeah, no yeah.
0: substitute. For mm. I mean, like I said, bottled lime and bottled lemon are great in a pinch. But why would yeah. you use that if you had the choice?
1: That's true. That's true. It's all a matter of the choice. But it's so. Would you say then this is the kind of dish that if you don't have Fresh limes. Then, even if you do have bottled lime juice on hand, maybe leave that dessert until you do get the fresh limes. Well,
0: that's my preference, right? People okay. can do what they want, but sure, sure. Like I don't want to make it yeah. now w- without and like to me, there's not a substitution. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I didn't have enough money for limes, I guess I buy a bottle. Of the other stuff, but yeah, I. I I'm really, like, when I was with my ex-fiance, he was always fresh, 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 because he was a cook, right?
1: Oh, so, okay. okay. I
0: will never use, like, I don't like garlic bread that hasn't had fresh garlic in it. Just, <laughs> like, just grab a couple of cloves. There's a, <laughs> no, real so product. you're talking
1: about where they use garlic, like powdered garlic or garlic salt? Is that what you mean? Where?
0: Well, yeah, but... There's a time and place for garlic salts and Mm -hmm. stuff, but the time and place isn't often. I I don't like using garlic salt or garlic, whatever. I I love fresh garlic, the actual.
1: Oh, and I'm with I'm totally with you on that. I just adore fresh garlic. I would say that the only place that there is for like a granulated powdered garlic would be in uh, a spice mix. Mm -hmm. So I make like a Cajun seasoning Mm -hmm. and where it's supposed to be shelf stable. So I wouldn't use fresh garlic in something that, like even something that's refrigerated with fresh garlic is at some point going to turn on you <laughs> yeah. so yeah for something for 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 any sort of a spice mix yes and I would use granulated otherwise it's yeah. fresh garlic all the way so I'm with you here yeah
0: like, like I said time and place but not if you if if it you if they give you a choice between like garlic cloves and garlic salt for god's sake take the garlic cloves yeah. You know I mean, it's kind of like the difference between butter and margarine.
1: Why yeah. do you oh, even my goodness. Even consider margarine? Exactly. Exactly. Not in my world. Oh.
0: I can't remember the last time I had margarine.
1: Really? It's butter all the way, hey? Butter butter yeah. you yes, there's no butter. substitute for butter and i think we're both fans of olive oil and like good quality yeah. Yeah. olive oil but at the same time there's i think butter can substitute for oil even you know uh mm-hmm. eo you know extra virgin olive oil yeah. but that oil can never substitute for butter no in consistency and in taste there's just it's magic with anything a little bit of butter is worth any amount of whatever sort of substitute margarine substitute whatever Yeah. you know no i just
0: i can't even i don't even have that in my house it does you know i mean in a desperate pinch Mm -hmm. absolutely because you know i'm not that big of a snob that i'll starve For my sure, sure. If I have a
1: sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but that's that butter's high on your grocery list. Absolutely, there's.
0: I I buy it on sale and freeze it if Mm. I can. So,
1: and it's a good freezer. So really, you can you can then do the best kind of frugal food decision by buying it when it is cheaper on sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: so there's oh god, that. I love
1: butter. <laughs> so I'm assuming like the then in baking bear. it's nothing but butter.
0: Nothing but butter.
1: Nothing but butter for you. Okay.
0: I mean, there's the rare, um, very rare recipe that requires lard or something like that, and I have come mm-hmm. across those. But yeah. rare, few and far between, kind of dealy. You know,
1: so but in lard like land, Bisquick, if, huh? In lard land, then, if a recipe calls for, say, lard, a, a combination of lard and butter, or if the recipe just calls for lard, do you follow the recipe or do you say, The hell with that? I'm going with butter.
0: Depends because okay. I do have lard, like you know, Crisco mm-hmm. in my house because there is a few recipes, like my Bisquick. Recipe that makes like eight cups of Bisquick. Yeah. From hand. Like, like I make it, like I make it, I don't buy Bisquick. I make homemade version.
1: Tell us and a little I, bit about that. About your homemade Bisquick.
0: Um, well, I've got a recipe for homemade Bisquick. And it's really great for scones and stuff like that. Okay. So, and I mean... You make up this stuff and it makes eight cups and you store it and it's really easily stored. Like you don't have to refrigerate it.
1: That sounds very handy.
0: It is very handy. Because hmm. I just basically you just dip your cup how many, take how much you want, and then you can save the hmm. rest kind of deal. So no, it's
1: it's pretty good. And that must cut down that must cut down on your cooking time as well, too, or your baking Absolutely. time.
0: Absolutely. And it's still that's still the way to do it. Made, you know what I mean? Because hmm. I, I have a recipe that I make and then just access it when I want.
1: Sure. And yeah. if, it's sell, if it's shelf stable, then you can buy it when the component parts of the, uh, of the mix are on sale. And then you can also make it up. It's energy efficient because you can make it up in a large enough batch and then leave it until yeah. you need it.
0: Yeah, okay. exactly. So no sounds like a keeper yeah sounds like a keeper yeah and it's whenever it says use bisquick in a recipe you got it and cheaper so
1: yeah yeah and probably not the all of the preservatives and things that they put in there to mail to make it shelf stable for years you know in a, a warehouse or on a truck and Mm -hmm. what have you yeah always like to go for the homemade versions of commercial
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, mixes and such yeah that's the way to go so you were talking so you were telling us about the lime curd Mm -hmm. and uh the use of butter in there so other other dishes that are faves that are definitive dale that are definitive uh gail cook recipes
0: well there's a lemon lime uh, chicken that i really like
1: it's tell really us about good. that <laughs> um
0: it's got like it's a hot recipe like with like hot pepper kind of thing so it's got hot pepper oh, okay and lemon juice and lime juice and lemon like uh um blah <laughs> hmm It has, um, yeah, it's just really good. So you mix it up, you put it, and it's so easy and it's fairly quick and Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you put fresh, oh no, it's orange. Sorry. It's orange and lime. So you put orange, there's a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of lime juice, and then slices Mm -hmm. of orange and lime and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, spices and stuff. Oh, good so good Well, that does have sound make good it for you i
1: haven't made i that would love before. to i would love to have it made for me gail and i can't wait to go over to your house
0: and you know what it's the the presentation is kind of nice with the the oranges and the lime on it so
1: yeah i'm like sure some slices of them that would be very visually pleasing with those wonderful citrus colors and tastes on top the citrus notes in the chicken <laughs> <laughs> delightful <laughs> delightful oh
0: yeah (laughs) so that one and it's easy like I like easy recipes right sure sure so that's my favorite easy recipes
1: but I mean the more complex ones are nicer and
0: more challenging of course
1: sure sure but now by more complex do you mean more ingredients or do you mean more sub steps where you're Um... making dishes within dishes
0: A little bit of A, a little bit of B, you know? Mm. Yeah, so. I mean, that was pretty straightforward and easy. So it's good Mm -hmm. to in a weekday.
1: Sure. So, so Gail, tell us, uh, I talked a little bit on the part one of our podcast about certain food, let's just call it food stuffs, um, that I like to have on hand. And that can be single simple ingredients or it could be mixes or um condiments what sort of things does gail cook ha- always always like to have in her fridge freezer and pantry i like the infused oils
0: okay you know um the the white truffle oil which i covet
1: oh that's nice Oh, That's, it I, I put that on popcorn that was a discovery for me last year and i bought a tiny bottle and then when when you came over and i was excited to share that with you and you're like yeah i've already <laughs> i'm already into that i have a huge bottle from the enjoy the enjoy center I think it was so uh <laughs> you were ahead of me on that game but i think the night that i bought that i just had uh I made popcorn for myself and yeah. I just liberally applied the white truffle oil and put some Parmesan on it. So do you what, know, um,
0: do, you know what, what do you like to do with it? popcorn, I like the white truffle oil with the white truffle mm-hmm. salt. Oh, and see, I haven't had the white truffle salt. I'm going to have so. to let you sample that.
1: I would love to do that. It's so expensive.
0: <laughs> it's so expensive. I don't
1: often get mm. it, but-
0: so that's I and it. it's just one
1: grain, part 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 uh partitioning out little grain by grain.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like huh.
0: have this tiny minuscule bit.
1: Mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. don't
0: often use that. That's like for special, special
1: times. <laughs> and p- Special times and special and friends. So therefore <laughs> at some and point. Popcorn. So and popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Um, other things
0: I like are um Oh, what so the infused oils, which I have many, mm-hmm. I like um, different kinds of salts. Okay. Like I have uh, like sea salt, the flaky salt. What is that one that we bought at the... Malton. The Malton salt. The salt, salt. I yeah. Salt. I yeah. have um, lemon lime salt.
1: Oh, lemon lime. Yeah. So where did you get the lemon lime salt from?
0: Oh, this was like ages ago some specialty Mm. store that i in calgary somewhere
1: Mm -hmm. probably no longer in business (laughs) oh okay it wasn't silk road
0: no but i have stuff from silk road but in calgary Mm.
1: oh okay and i've gone here i've gone in edmonton and amazing amazing uh collection
0: and you're totally gonna have to take me there
1: We will, once, once these restrictions lift, we will, we will indeed make a trip. I found things there that I, I didn't imagine that I would be able to, to buy in person. I thought I might have to special order online, but uh, one of them was, and I gave you, that I gave you a a sample of Mm -hmm. was the uh, Namek, I believe it's pronounced, but it is the black it's called black salt. It's not black salt. Right. But it is, it's actually pink. I mean, the color of it, it's called black salt, but it's Mm -hmm. actually uh, pink, but it's very, uh, it's very uh, sulfurous. So it's used by a lot of vegans to give an eggy taste. To decidedly not egg products, so oh, if you're yeah. trying to turn tofu into eggs, you right. would add a bit of the black salt to this. So it's yeah, it's it's quite the transformative thing. But yeah, yeah. that was one of the things that I found. So yeah, citric acid was another thing. But um, but uh, what kind of so what kind of spices? What would you say if somebody was trying to create um, a spice? I was going to say wardrobe, but again, a spice kind of cabinet. They were a beginner to spices. What would Gail recommend that they get? Say they have no spices whatsoever. What would you advise based on your spice preferences?
0: Well, I always have dill. Always. I've got um, basil because I have two, three basil plants growing in my um, arrow garden. Oh, Okay. Uh, I've got um, time, THY. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all have finite amounts of time, though. Yes. Um, Drum roll. Um,
0: <laughs> I've got, um, I always have um, dried chili flakes. Okay. I always have those. Okay. Mm hmm day that I do not have that. If I see it going um like that I don't have enough I go and buy some because I really like chili flakes. They add a really nice uh, flavor and spark to it. They go
1: a long way don't they? Uh, a, a recent thing and and you sampled I believe the Aleppo chili flakes that I had received actually from a friend of mine.
0: Well mine are uh, so posh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, mine are just the regular That's, ones, but if mm-hmm. I, Aleppo are nice,
1: they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also always that, have... Sorry?
1: No, I was just going to say that was another purchase from Silk Road. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. So this was a
1: a good friend that I went with who was an excellent cook and, and I, uh, yeah. got the Aleppo peppers. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I also always have... Um, Believe it, I have a food dehydrator. So I always have um, something dehydrated. <laughs> like I have um, halven hour peppers that are dehydrated.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so you take the, the whole peppers and then dehydrate them yourself. Yeah.
0: yeah. In the food they dehydrator. Oh,
1: okay. They
0: dehydrate really well. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot. More mm-hmm. time, but, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have other dehydrated peppers. I just like having them because. So I want a different taste from the chili peppers like the chili mm-hmm. peppers I've got mm-hmm. right? so yeah so I I would like to just like a a small variety of peppers that are not mm. you know green peppers yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. these peppers yeah. are wonderful but mm-hmm. they have
1: their place no doubt about it they are yeah. the most bitter of the not just psychologically, but, uh, taste wise. Yeah. The the most bitter of the pepper. You don't tend to see, just come to think of it. You don't really, there's a wide variety of red peppers that are dehydrated and then turned into, uh, you know, pepper flakes or powders such as like, uh, Spanish paprika, paprika itself which mm-hmm. is dried pow- dried peppers but you don't get that too much you don't really get that at all with green peppers yeah. i wonder why that is
0: i don't know just maybe
1: just because of how they are maybe just maybe as immature peppers they are the least mature again not psychologically but you know, just in terms of biologically, you can, Gail, can you talk a little bit about something that I very much covet of what you have, which is your spice uh, or your herb? What's the technical name for it? Aerator?
0: Arrow garden.
1: Arrow garden. Arrow garden. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Um, well, I bought an arrow garden and I can grow my own. Like I grow herbs, so it's like the thyme, mm. the basil, but dear God, the basil just takes over everything. Warning, <laughs> <laughs> so like, warning. Do I destroy ah. this plant by trying to replant it and put some other stuff in it? Because the, yeah. the, the basil will just grow.
1: <laughs> just tone it down, basil. Isn't that funny? It's like minting. I mean, I've not grown herbs myself out in the garden but I've heard from people who do that be careful when you plant mint because mint will just take every just take over and it's interesting I find that interesting with certain you know with certain plants where they're very zealous in that way and it's just Mm -hmm. like you know are they just are the are they the plant equivalent of people who are just very you know, either very exuberant or bombastic, depending on whether you like them or don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just like, they have a forceful personality and it's like, it's, you know, it's these, these herbs on top like basil. So.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but basil will take over everything. And I do indeed have a mint in my other air garden. Cause I have two
1: Oh, okay. And how does the, how is that? Does it does mint know its place
0: in the air garden? No, it's battling it out with the, the basil plants.
1: Oh oh <laughs> so it's like the, the clash time, of the titans.
0: Yeah, and there's this poor little time plant in between. Mm-hmm.
1: The basil, <laughs> and it's barely that's ho- a beautiful oh. image. Oh
0: perfect.
1: that's a beautiful image, by the way.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: The two big contenders. The basil and the mint, and then the thyme, you know.
0: Oh my God, I'm surprised that thing's still alive, that plant. But oh well, I really like the (laughs) air.
1: That's and and I real I need to get myself one of those because the first time I came over to your house for for dinner and Mm -hmm. saw that lovely. Uh, garden I I immediately needed that for myself and it's so practical the thing is is that just from the the frugal frugality and resourcefulness that we like to infuse our cooking and our kitchen experiences with it makes perfect sense to have something where you can grow your own herbs because they're so expensive in the stores
0: yeah it's ridiculous
1: It's just not to mention that they don't have a long, once they are picked, I mean, even in optimum condition in the fridge where they're, you know, wrapped in, in moist, um, moist paper towels and put into a container upright, you still are going to get there's, they still have a very short life after being picked. So you spend this money and essentially I find for myself, uh, the times when I have bought uh, when I have bought the herbs it'll be for a dish I'm planning that night or the next few nights yeah. I mean especially in these times of COVID where you know it's the, the watchwords are you know cooking from your pantry long-term storage you don't mm-hmm. want to have something where you're running to the store yeah nobody wants to risk COVID just because they ran out to get some time
0: and I wish I could um you know grow rosemary it won't grow for me for whatever reason but I mean, I have to buy it at the store, and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, I, you can't just use a little bit and then expect the other stuff to last because it doesn't. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I try to dry it in the oven. Mm-hmm. It's too lazy to go downstairs to the hydrator for such a mm-hmm. little project, right? So, I try yeah, to dry yeah. it in the oven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's it's a pain in the bottom. You know? What what do
1: you what do you mean with the rosemary that you can't use? Um, with just what you were saying there, where you can't use a little for.
0: Well, I mean, I usually end up with more rosemary than I can use, and then that's what do I? Do oh, when it? you
1: buy it, you mean in like yeah. in the plastic you, kind but of clamshell there. It,
0: then I could just oh then it, right, and then okay, I'll but that's not the way it's rolling right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, a friend, uh, I, a friend of mine, she who unfortunately lost her mother this year and her mother was a tremendous gardener, just a magical woman. And I, I had, I had received some rosemary, some fresh rosemary from wow. her because she inherited the plant from her mom. Um, and the the plant is just thriving, but she doesn't. I said, Oh, what do you, you know, how, what sort of care are you giving this plant? And she's just like, basically it's just kind of doing it all on its own. So that's basically what her mom started up. But the rosemary plant is tremendous. It's this full lush plant. And she just trimmed some, like a few kind of, you know, uh, sprigs and gave them to me, but uh, yeah, I want to, I want to replicate her mom's uh, ability to ability with, with uh in the garden let's say but because you know, so rosemary is possible having rosemary in your home is possible
0: well it, i think that it would be better to have like a garden outside like i don't have a garden outside i mean part of mm. my my fantasy house is having a garden and then having my that freeze dryer that i want
1: mm-hmm. and then just
0: being able to um you know preserve all of that food
1: mm. Because yeah, that that would be something.
0: Because part of um, having an, an efficient kitchen and uh, uh, financially, like something that's, you know, like frugal is what I'm trying to spit out, is being able mm-hmm. to eat, like uh, grow and um, process your own food and preserve it. Yeah, sure. So, God, I wish I had a freeze dryer.
1: And I was amazed at what, when I, I never really... Th- freeze dryers weren't on my radar. Um, but it, it was interesting to hear you when you were talking about a freeze dryer, not having looked into it, but you saying that, like, what was it that, what's the What's the life then of a product that's freeze dried? I mean... So you can, like, say freeze dry onions, you were talking about, you were saying, oh, you would buy a huge bag of onions. How long then, once they were freeze dried, would they last for? Properly in optimum packaged, conditions,
0: properly packaged,
1: twenty five mm-hmm. years. Wow. Yeah, that's what incredible. Was, well, that's you, incredible. That's yeah, yeah. Like what? Do you like
0: uh, Mountain House freeze dried foods? They last for twenty five years, and you can do the same thing if you have a freeze dryer. Oh God.
1: So oh my God! Are be, they exp? Are mountain house expensive? Oh my God! Like, deadly, do you pay for that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you pay for that longevity? Oh yeah, but yeah, if you have your okay. own. You
0: can like freeze dry what you want. Huh? Freeze dry your rest, any recipes you want. I mean, there are buy in bulk. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: buy in bulk. Freeze dry mm. it all, and have that for as long as basically you want.
1: So what's the quality like? Because I mean, okay, so say tinned goods often had, my understanding from research that I've done is that with tinned goods, essentially if nothing happens to compromise the canning process and there's no bulges to the tin, there's no like seams or, you know, uh, torn seams or punctures or anything anything indicating sort of obvious like some problems or like botulism you can tinned goods are good basically for a hundred years but the thing is is tinned goods often also have a compromise in taste pretty much from the get-go just through the whole canning process but is this the case with freeze-dried like does it taste um does it taste uh is there is it compromised to the taste
0: basically um with freeze drying it takes out all of the water in the product so you're left with no water in the product it retains like 95 percent or higher of its um nutritional value and the taste is wonderful so there's definitely an advantage to freeze dry. You can't freeze dry like things like butter that, that kind of thing requires um, a spray machine, which is like huge and unwieldy and not uh, viable for the regular people, like regular people realistically. But
1: but butter, but you're saying that butter actually can be freeze dried if you had, uh, if you had the equipment that it's like technically possible to do that.
0: It, it's a different, um, it's a different machine, and a different process. You can mm. it can be done. I actually literally have um, dried butter. Wow, where did you but, get that from? Uh, I think Thrive for Life. Okay, uh, it's just you. I mean, the machine is huge, and it's not. Mm. That kind of thing is really viable. If you want um, long-term butter, you should go with ghee.
1: Oh, okay. So, okay. Which has all the solids removed, right? Yeah. Like the milk so solids. That, that's yeah. how you get. And so, so ghee has a long shelf life then.
0: Yeah, it has amazing. I, I'm not sure the exact number. I didn't know that. That's interesting.
1: Key. Yeah. Hmm.
0: But um, I mean, there are things that, the Harvest right freeze dryer, um, that I want can't mm. do
1: <laughs> and it, a, okay a lot
0: of the, it just kind of depends, like it doesn't do chocolate well, apparently. Oh, mm. and stuff like that, freeze but freeze dry I chocolate mean, with everything. There are limitations, but but the the freeze dryer is an amazing machine, you can do so much with it, you can make your own like dog and cat food with it you can
1: hmm.
0: make your own like travel mixes so you can go hiking mm-hmm. with it and like nice. lightweight, and I- just add water or just eat it the way it's freeze-dried
1: i remember getting samples from i think it was like the um uh, the us like the space sciences center mm-hmm. well what was the space sciences center at the time in the gift shop and it was always fun to buy the freeze-dried ice cream oh yeah so Fairly i don't nice. know if that's something possible with the kind of freeze dryer you're looking at or if it's like with the butter it would need more
0: no that's you know. perfect in the, th- that freeze dryer
1: that oh so that's, that's you you actually that- could freeze dry ice cream because it is I really do love that.
0: I know. <laughs> it was Apparently always so that's fun. one of the projects people with a new machine usually do.
1: <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, that's kind of a staple of the let's let's freeze dry some ice cream because you just yeah. wouldn't. But then, but then but then I didn't even think that watermelon like uh, like uh, fruit uh, uh, fruit jelly was possible. I'm like, mm. and I it's and really it is and it's, it's very tasty. It
0: yeah, yeah. jello in that thing. Just take hmm. out a water of jello.
1: That's incredible. It makes you look at what. Since you, uh, since you introduced me to the concept of de- food dehydrators, um, no, it's that really expanded. That, that is not a food dehydrator. I have no, oh, it's a food not
0: hydrator, it's a freeze dryer. Hmm.
1: Sorry, freeze dryer, freeze dryer, sorry, freeze dryer, also okay. dehydrator, but I have experienced that before. But the, uh, the uh food um the freeze dryer right freeze dryer dryer. okay um since you introduced me to that concept I've been thinking about food in a whole different way you know just the whole concept of like when you say like crunchy ice cream or you know the the idea of like sort of foods that are are tasty and nutritious and for 25 years it's just amazing
0: and you can make a whole bunch of powders. Like you can, like for example, oh, okay. beets. You could make beet powder. And wow. Like kale. So you would and de-
1: and you would do So you would high- take the whole foods, like these vegetables, the beets and kale, and you would um, you would basically dry, like you would, what, what would be the process? You cut them roughly. up. Roughly.
0: Mhm. Depending on what it is, like if say you had um, an ice cream bar, you cut it in half. Okay. And you stick them on the trays, and like you can like any vegetable you want, you can um, cut them up so that you know mm-hmm. like, it, and then you stick it in this freeze dryer, and it takes about twenty four hours or so. And if like say you're making, um, you wanted to make celery um powder okay you take the trays out and Uh the the um items retain the shape like they look exactly almost exactly like how you put them in most of the stuff looks almost exactly the way it was put in but it just has no no water in it okay so then you if you want to make a powder you put all this like the say celery for example you mm-hmm. put that in a blender and then turn it on and voila, celery powder wow or beet powder or you know whatever powder mm-hmm. you know have mm-hmm. you've ever gone to starbucks i like the kiwi starfruit um lemonade they actually oh, yeah. have freeze-dried kiwi and starfruit
1: is that how they make that
0: yeah, well, that's that's, what they that's interesting in, yeah. oh okay so okay oh i had no
1: wow wow that's interesting so you could actually then replicate those those uh drinks at home well theoretically yes yeah <laughs> theoretically if you could you, but you, just with the, like the whole freeze drying that takes things to that takes food prep to a whole other level i know and it's glorious. it really does and actually like um A a cookbook that we both share, that we both have copies of, which is Cooking with Scraps by Lindsay Lindsay Jean Hard, Um, Mm -hmm. a terrific book that talks about it's a no waste, frugal uh, cookbook that has some really innovative ways to make sure that you're kind of using all aspects of food like there's a banana peel cake that's excellent it's made with banana peels Mm -hmm. and but she also has uh sugars and salts that she makes from uh shall we say less technical dehydration Mm -hmm. but she does make uh like salts and sugars from various fruits and vegetables just by drying them out and then like you can make citrus salts and you take, you know, which involves taking the peel of, peel of the said citrus, and then drying it out, and then it basically turning it into a salt that you just pepper on. Yeah. So a salt is you pepper on, in, in a manner of speaking, but then you could sprinkle on, and it just makes for all of these, these kind of, um, uh, like, salts and different concoctions really bring the the flavor sort of the layers of flavor and and times where you're like hmm there's something there that's just really delicious and really flavorful and bringing out different aspects of the food um Mm. and you just can't put your finger on it and oftentimes it'll be these kind of things where you kind of make them and you know just sprinkle a little bit of uh kiwi yeah you know salt or sugar so and just so
0: yeah so dehydrating is really great Mm. but freeze drying is the next level of um the extraction of water Mm -hmm. like it's bone dry
1: okay oh so it's it's a level it's a level then so freeze drying and then or or dehydrating is one level and then freeze drying is another level yeah, I'm I'm pretty is that sure. a way to look at it? Well, yeah. that's that's interesting. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So okay. was, yeah, like it's just um it is just amazing. It's amazing. Mm. Like I just like I mm. like, covet that.
1: Yeah.
0: I covet it. Okay. It's what I
1: want. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have spoken of this often. You have spoken of this often. And I believe your dream will be realized I not too so. far in the future. I hope not so, too okay. far in the future, but it is, that's a, it's a wise, And now, how much, what, what would you be looking? What would somebody be looking at paying for a, uh, a expensive. freeze dryer?
0: Like it's about $3,400. Okay. For us for, okay. I think a medium. Well, maybe at about $4,500 for a large okay basic pump if you want the uh super duper wacky smacky pump that they have that's an extra 2500 okay but in my opinion it's well worth it
1: yeah yeah well it's a big There's it's a, a it's a big years. outlay but it's it would be an investment and definitely something for to for people who are are thinking about say uh being involved in a farmer's market bringing a product to market in that way with Mm -hmm. like in a low barrier to entry where you know you were trying something out and seeing what public reaction to it is um Mm -hmm. that wouldn't be that that would be a pretty good investment yeah seems like from what you're saying
0: like small accounts like of course i'm on facebook um groups about it it looks Mm -hmm. amazing Oh, I'm it sure. It's amazing, like just the things you can do with it, and yeah. I discovered it so much. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. someday, my friend, someday. Dreams of a, uh, uh, dreams of a uh, space ice cream. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> i swear to you
0: when I get it. Freeze. Whenever I get yes. it, which mm-hmm. I will. Please God, please God, please God. Um, mm-hmm. I will make sure that you have some space ice cream and other treats. How's that?
1: Well, maybe I th- that will that will make me strive to realize your dream. Just for the along cream. with you, just for just with the promise of that, I will hold you to that promise.
0: Oh, oh, my friend, you will have it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that, well, we've got some great, uh, so thanks very much for that, Gail. We've got some great uh, recipes. We've got some great tips. We've got some good, uh, a peek into your pantry mm-hmm. and some good info on the, you know, the,
0: the, the stuff I like stuff I like to make
1: the freeze dryer I was and gonna say dehydrator because I've got dehydrator on the brain so freeze dryer other level I will say one thing though before we before we wrap up is that I there were a lot of things that I would like to uh, I have also coveted people's less expensive dehydrators but I'm not prepared to um, purchase something at this time or even in the near future. But several recipes that I've um, that I've read have talked about you dehydrating in your in just your an ordinary oven. Yeah, and I what you really do, do is you uh, see I didn't know about that. Apparently no, you didn't. set it as low. No, no, I didn't. I thought it was like a commercial dehydrator or nothing. But I guess you turn it to you turn your oven to as low as it can go, like one fifth one fifty Celsius, uh, or 175, I think mine's gone to 170 only goes as low as 175. Mm -hmm. But then you're putting you're putting the item in question to be hydrated in for many hours, like I think it's 10 12 hours, maybe even overnight on that low setting. Um, so there is a lot of energy expenditure, but at the same time, if it's something you're doing occasionally and don't want to, or or can't afford to invest in a dehydrator, it might be the way to go.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I have a dehydrator, it's a nine tray Mm -hmm. caliber and Mm -hmm. it does take a long time, but Mm -hmm. I find with the dehydrator, the, the impact on the electricity bill is minimal.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Because you don't want to be saving in one way. You don't want to be pound, you know, as my English mother would say, penny wise and pound fool or penny wise and dollar foolish is the North American or the Canadian American equivalent pound, you know, Mm -hmm. penny wise and dollar foolish. So, you know, where you pay at one end and you're saving in the other. Yeah. So, but... uh, Thanks, Gail. This was a very informative part two of our, uh, the dish on delicious dishes.
0: Uh-huh. And yeah.
1: uh, I learned a lot from you. So, Thanks. and of course, I've enjoyed many a delicious meal with you and many a good conversation yeah. as well. About food and uh, frugal, frugal cooking and uh, enjoyable, enjoyable dishes. Yes.
0: And I can't wait for you to be able to come to my house and have some more dinner.
1: Oh, can't wait to this lockdown to be over and, and then I will do so. Yeah. So. Anywho. Okay. I guess it's time to
0: wrap it up.
1: (laughs) It's time to wrap it up, my friend. So this is a Kara Amy Maxfield saying, stay safe out there and and, uh, happy holiday to all you and yours. Stay warm, stay well, stay healthy.
0: And this is Gail Cook and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But we'll be back soon.
1: We will indeed. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.